dear God, thank you so much for Pastor Corey and just the message you've placed on his heart um, and this new exciting sermon series. God, I pray, Lord, that you would really just speak mightily through him, Lord, that uh, he would really communicate um, your heart for this church, your vision for this church, God, and that it would get us excited. Let's go. God, I pray that you would just be here with us, God, and really um, help us to be, uh, yeah, just to get a, heart, a sense of what you want for us. Thank you so much, God. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Stephen. Good morning. I hope you all had a wonderful evening. And uh, I just came off of last weekend. I just remember th- feeling, just even throughout this whole week, just sense, such a sense of high as we were able to celebrate God's salvation and, and reflect upon God's death and His resurrection for us. And so I just want to thank everyone again for uh, making Easter weekend a wonderful time as a church family that we were able to gather together. And so now this morning we kind of transition and we're going to start a new sermon series. And this sermon series is called Ministry Matters. And so for the next couple of months we're going to consider together what God is calling for us as a church to do in ministry and how each of us individually is to be involved in that ministry. And so to go alongside of this sermon series we've created a a book here and many of you picked this up last week ministry matters what's your go serve and a lot of the growth groups will be going uh, through this book together but if you did not receive one of these last week please pick one up on your way out today and this is uh, this will uh, go alongside of the sermons that we'll be preaching on each week and this is just to take us a step further and a step deeper you can do this on your own And it will uh, help you get into God's Word and to wrestle with God's calling upon your own life. And I encourage you to do this with a small group. In fact, all of the Bible studies that are listed here on the top will be going through this, as well as the Adult Sunday School. The Adult Sunday School will be going through this as well. So consider how you might uh, be able to join in one of these groups The contact information is listed there for uh, if you want to inquire about a group that you're not currently in one. And this will be a great opportunity for you to have another avenue to consider what uh, is being presented on Sunday mornings here. Because ministry really does matter. Ministry is important. In fact, I've given us a definition of ministry. Ministries are are those activities that God calls us to do in partnership with Him to accomplish His kingdom-advancing work in the world. And that's why you and I exist. We exist to partner with God in what He is doing in the world so that His purposes, His plans are carried out. And so we want to talk about that. There, there, are, there are a couple arenas in which ministry happen. First of all, there is an arena outside of the church. There is ministry that takes place outside of West Covina Christian Church or any Christian church. And we think of ministry like we've talked about uh, the missions trips this morning. We think about ministries that are out in the community and, and helping the poor and the needy. My wife is a social worker. Uh, She works with foster kids and considers that to be a ministry, even though her 
paycheck comes from the county of L.A. And there are some, I know someone who serves on a school board, and that is then he considers that to be his ministry. But the second arena for ministry is within the church itself. And that's primarily what we are going to be talking about in this uh, worship, in this uh, sermon series. And we say that unapologetically because ministry here is important. In fact, uh, the church is very special for God's plans and how he's going to uh, uh, do his work in the world today. In fact, the church is God's primary vehicle for ministry. It's in the church that we come together to teach God's word, to worship, to, to minister to children and to youth and to the elderly and to the poor. And it is here that we are equipped to go out into the world and to do ministry. And so the church is very important. And I want to uh, challenge us today as we start this sermon series to consider a motivation for ministry. Our hope is that by the end of this series, everyone would be able to answer the question, what is your go serve? Where are you going to serve within the church, within the ministry of the church? And we're going to have a lot of easy on-ramps, ways that people can get involved. But, but let's just be honest, there are many who are not serving. And I'm not speaking just of our church, but of every church. There are many who do not serve in ministry. And that is not only a disservice to the church because it's not as strong as it could be. Unfortunately, those individuals are missing out on part of the God's good, good plan for their lives. God wants all of us to serve, not because He needs us, though He uses us. He wants us to serve because it advances His work, but it benefits us personally. So in this, first sermon, in this first sermon of this series, we want to consider some of the benefits to each of us individually and personally. The motivation so that all of us would be able to say, yeah, I want my life to count for something. I want there to be uh, God's work to be happen in my life. And so the question we will be answering this morning is, what's your life's focus? That's the question that comes to mind when I read this section from the scriptures that we're going to look at together today. What's your life focus? Let's look at this section. It comes from the Sermon on the Mount, and we're in Matthew chapter 6. We're looking at verses 19 through 24. And then also I want to jump ahead and consider verse 33. This is Jesus' teaching in the Sermon on the Mount, and he said... Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. 
You cannot serve both God and money. And then I want to jump ahead. One more verse, verse 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. In these verses, uh, Jesus challenges us to consider what we find to be most important in our lives. He uses the analogy of a treasure, that we can store up treasures either on earth or in heaven. It's challenging us to consider what is most important, what's most valuable. And I want to drive home this point that life is about more than being successful and having fun. It's about living for God in such a way that we make a difference for eternity. Now my guess is, when I read those two sentences, the large majority of you would be ready to raise your hand and say, yeah, I agree with that. That's not a hard one. Life is about more than being successful and having fun. It's about living for God in such a way that we make a difference for eternity. But it is one thing to give a, uh, an amen to that intellectually. It's another thing to actually live that out and to be the driving forces in our lives. Because I recognize that there, are, that there are influences in our lives all over the place that are seeking to uh, move us towards life being about being successful and having fun. In fact, that is what it seems that many people, in fact, most people live for today, being successful and having fun. But life is more than that. It is that we might make a difference for all eternity. Now, Jesus calls these things that we place our hope and our value in treasures. Treasures are things that we try to get and keep because of the value we place upon them. And everyone has treasures in their life. That is part of what it means to be human. If you did not value things in your life, your life would lack meaning and purpose. We would not have anything to get up for in the morning. And so these things that we place value on, they can be found in earth or on he in heaven. And... Uh, and I have a feeling that many people, though they would like to say, my lives will count for something long, before I'm, long after I'm gone, the reality is their lives will not account for anything after they're gone. Before I came to West Covina Christian Church, I was at a very small church in Hawthorne. And, uh, and the church, the, the salary was not great. In fact, I was looking the other day, when Chelsea and I got together, when we first got married, we put together a budget. And I was looking specifically at that budget that we wrote, and I look at that and I was like, holy cow, how in the world did we ever live? I mean, we were living on nothing. And so I was looking for extra income anywhere I could get it. And one place I could get a little extra money was at the Ing Inglewood Mortuary. And uh, we lived, I lived just like two blocks. Whenever they needed a minister to do a funeral service, they would call me. And if I didn't have something going on, I'd say yes, because it was an easy couple hundred bucks. I'd show up, do the service, and I was gone. And so it was easy money, but also I felt like it was a way to minister to a family during a time of grieving. Now, 
I go into these services and I didn't know the individual at all. I'd come in, I'd have a standard service and I'd perform it and then I was done. And even though I didn't uh, know the individual, by the end of the service, I could almost always tell you what their life focus was. And because uh, I would offer opportunity for family to get up and to share memories. And then I would watch what happened after I was done with the service. And I will never forget one. Uh, this was my favorite one. And I may have told this story before. I don't know. But for some reason, I got a real kick out of this. Not necessarily in a good way. But as soon as the service was over, I think the guy's name was Chuck. And Chuck's son came up and he said, I think the best way to honor dad would be to crack open a cold one over his casket. And they all took out beers and they were drinking away, pounding them down. Uh, And that was their best way to honor dad. And I thought, I know where that guy's life focus is. And it's easy to be critical, but many people's lives are this way. Oriented towards all kinds of things. When we think of earthly treasures, four things come to mind. The first is clearly identified in this passage. Things that moth and rust and vermin will destroy. Things that thieves can come in and steal. The first earth kind of earthly treasure is, our, is money and possessions. Many people's lives are oriented around just getting stuff, uh, pursuing more money, building up the amount in their bank account, and that's the focus of their lives. And then there are other things, things that thieves can come in and steal as well, and they might not be physical things. You know, we can have taken from us Things like success and achievement. And many people's lives are oriented towards success and achievement. Their whole lives are trying to to measure up and to accomplish something. And it might not even be their own achievement. But I see this in the lives of many parents who their lives are oriented around the success and achievement of their children. The third kind of earthly treasure is the next big, fun, exciting event. And how many people are living for the weekend? Living for the next vacation? Living to to just experience the next big, fun, exciting event? And that's what they treasure. That's what's most valuable to them. And then lastly, being really well-liked. And I know that many people's lives are oriented around wanting to have a good reputation and to be liked by others. Now all of these things can rival the focus of our lives being on God. And so as you look at that list, what grabs your attention? Is there something there that you would say uh, could your life Our little daughter, Kinsey, has a stuffed animal that has always been her favorite stuffed animal. This is a little chicken named Dupe. And Dupe is actually what that means is when she was a little, she couldn't say her S's. And so this is actually named Soup. Her favorite food when she was little, her favorite food to this day is chicken soup. And... uh, 
And so as a little kid, she got this chicken. I'm not even sure where this chicken comes from, but she slept with this chicken. Some of you have seen this chicken if you've worked in the children's ministry as in the church. The chicken went with her everywhere for a long time. And one day she was on her way to the park with Chelsea uh, to play in the park, and somehow, without her knowing it, Dupe fell off the stroller. And uh, Chelsea didn't realize it until we got home and until it was time to go to bed. And Kinsey did not have dupe. And we thought the world was going to end. I mean, this was, this, this was tragedy of all tragedies. Dupe was gone. And we, I, I swear to you, we walked that block and a half from the park to our home like a half dozen times that day. Dupe was nowhere to be found. Now, this chicken I could not sell for 25 cents on Amazon. This has no earthly value except to Kinsey. And to Kinsey, this is worth a lot. That's an illustration just to look at our own lives and what would we be devastated by if it was taken from us. You see, if we can understand where our hopes and where, and where our um, disappointments come from, then we begin to understand what things we treasure and value. And the reality is, oftentimes we put, things, we put our value in things that have no earthly value, and they for sure have no er- heavenly value. You see, money and possessions will all be destroyed one day. No matter how many times you access or give it its oil change, one day that car will sit in a junkyard. It's guaranteed. No matter how much you pursue success and achievement, it is a never-ending pursuit. And you, will, and you may have it for a while, and then it'll be lost. The next big, fun, exciting event, those events will not live, last forever. And the high of it you will come down from very quickly. And to be really well liked, there is always someone who will not like you. And people are fickle. They may like you today and they will not like you tomorrow. You see, I point out all of these things because I know even within my own heart, when I am disappointed, when things have happened that just seem to drag me down in the gutter, then I've got to ask myself, where am I finding my value? What is my treasure? And so often it is in things that will not last. Jesus says that we can store up our treasures on earth, and then he says we can also store up our treasures in heaven. And so that's why I wanted to point out verse 33. It says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well so in other words to put god first in our lives and he will take care of the rest now i am not saying the four categories that i have listed uh, money and possessions success and achievement the big uh, fun exciting event being really well-liked. I'm not saying those things have no value. They each of them have value, but they only have eternal value 
when they are brought under the reign of God. When we are not mastered by them, but rather we bring them under, uh, under Jesus' mastery. You see, that's what he is talking about when he says you cannot serve two masters. Now, we need all of those things. In fact, if you put a lot of time and effort into money and possessions, good for you if, they are, if the, all of that is used for God's glory. And if you are, happen to ex- achieve success and achievement, and that is ultimately for God's glory, then it is ministry. Then it is used uh, to advance God's kingdom. And the same could be said of all of these events. Life would be pretty empty without those things. But, ra- but the question I'm asking this morning is, what is our life focus? Is it ultimately to use those things for God's glory or for my own personal happiness and success? Our lives are to have a different kind of focus. So Jesus says earlier in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5.16, This way let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds. All the things that your life is oriented around, may they see your good deeds and may it have the focus of God and may they praise your Father in heaven. And so Jesus says we can't serve two masters. Either you will hate one and love the other or you'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. You cannot serve both God and success. You cannot serve both God and a good reputation. One must be servant to the other. The word money here is actually a Semitic word that means more than money. In fact, a lot of our older translations say you cannot serve both God and mammon. Mammon is the transliteration of the Hebrew word, and the Hebrew word is transliterated into Greek in this passage in which it was originally written. But the idea here is you cannot serve a God or anything else that has value in this world. You must choose one or the other. And so Jesus, uh, Jesus challenges us to not store up treasures on earth, but rather to store up treasures in heaven. Verse 20, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and vermin destroy. Uh, or do, store up for your treasures, yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. Heaven is a place of treasures. Everything in heaven is valuable. And when I think of heaven, I think of three things. First of all, heaven is the place where God is. Heaven is also the place where God's people are. And heaven is the place where God's will is done. When Jesus taught us to pray in the Lord's Prayer, he said uh, to pray this way, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so when we invest in those three things, in loving God and in loving others and in doing the will of God, we are storing up treasures in heaven. You may wonder, how do I store up treasures in heaven? I want my life to matter for something more. I want my life to carry on long after I am here. And the 
And, the, and this is how we do that. Invest in your relationship with God. Love others well. And do the will of God. And we are storing up for ourselves things that will last for all eternity. When I was a camp counselor as a young adult, uh, I had a group of campers under my care every week. And uh, I remember one week I had a group of junior hires, and uh, I was sharing with them throughout the week that they should want to become Christians so that they would heaven when they die. And uh, one of the little junior hires, and in all seriousness, he wasn't joking around, he came to me with a, with a big concern. And he said, uh, do you think, and this was going to be whether he was going to become a Christian or not. He said, do you think that I'll get to play soccer in heaven? You see, for him, if if he doesn't play soccer in heaven, it might not be worth going to. And uh, so he was wrestling with if he was going to get to play soccer in heaven. And uh, talk about finding the things that uh, he found valuable and that he treasured. Soccer was it. And so I asked him, uh, do you think that when you play soccer, first of all, do you find that you are able to do that with God? Do you sense God's presence with you when you play soccer? Do you have joy in God? And then I said, do you think that you could play soccer in such a way that it would please God, that you do it in the way that God would do it if he were playing that game? And he said, I've never played that way, but I think I could. I said, if you think you could play soccer in that way, I think there might be a good chance there will be soccer in heaven for you. Because that is what heaven is all about. Taking joy in his presence and doing the things of God in the way that he would want them done. And if that is what heaven is all about, that is what earth should all be all about for us as well. To take joy in God's presence and to live our lives in such a way that it would be pleasing to him. And when we do, then our lives become healthy and whole and we begin to live the way that God would want us to live. In fact, that's what I think is behind these verses, verses 22 and 23. Jesus is talking about our lives being healthy. And he says, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of, of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? So he's saying, what are you filling your life with? What are you letting into your life? That, what are you letting into the eyes of your heart? And if you are letting in the things of God, if you are valuing and treasuring those things, then your life will be healthy. Then you will be spiritually healthy. But if you are letting in darkness, then you are going to be unhealthy. So now this brings us back full circle to why ministry matters. Because ministry is a way of putting light into our spiritual eyes so that we can become spiritually healthy. Three ways that that can happen. Ministry helps you depend on God. 
Now, you can try to do ministry without God's help, but it doesn't work very well. I've learned that the hard way. Ministry works is best when it is done with, in partnership with God. So as you're involved in ministry, you'll notice that, you're li- that you begin to pray more and you confess your sins. You look to God's Word. You rely on Christian friends and, and godly wisdom. In all of these things, you are learning to depend upon God more. That is one of the benefits to ministry. Ministry also helps show you your selfishness. You see, it's hard to be serving the Lord in ministry and to be a really selfish person. It just it doesn't work very well. Ministry has a, has a way of showing us our pride. It have, has a way of showing us uh, when we are doing things for our own gain and not simply out of unconditional love for someone else. It is a challenge on our free time. It is a challenge on our finances. And ministry, by definition, is done for God and for others. So it challenges our own selfishness. And if we are involved uh, in ministry, we will begin to be challenged out of that. And that that is a benefit to us. And lastly, it helps you to put God in His proper place. It helps you to put God above all else. I'm glad that Stephen read our mission statement this morning. We at West Covina Christian Church exist uh, so that God is above all else in our lives and in our church and in our community. And so that God would be put in his proper place. I asked Chelsea to uh, bring me a jewelry box this morning and uh, put some of her favorite uh, pieces of jewelry in this. So I'm going to be on the spot here. And uh, she explained uh, some of these to me just to make sure I remembered why these are valuable to her. And, uh, but this is a necklace, if I can get this untangled, which I am not going to be able to do on the spot. Yes, I will. Uh, This is a necklace that Dawson gave uh, Chelsea. And in it, it has a little picture of Dawson and Kinsey. Obviously, I know you can't see that. Uh, But uh, it has a little picture of Chelsea and Dawson and a little picture of, of Chelsea and Kinsey. And so this is very valuable to her. Now, I admit, I bought this, and uh, I know how much it cost. But it, for Chelsea, this is far more valuable than the dollar amount. And that is because it comes from her son. This is a bracelet that I gave uh, Chelsea for one of the first Christmases that we were together. And uh, so this is, a, 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 this is valuable to her. This is the ring that her mother gave her when she graduated college. And uh, Chelsea's mom is here today. And so this, this is a valuable uh, ring to her. And then this one is, I think, of all of these, this is probably the best. And uh, this is the necklace that she wore on her wedding day. And these uh, pearls that are in this necklace come from her grandma. And so this is a very valuable piece of jewelry for her. And so now Chelsea keeps 
all of these things in a jewelry box. And in a sense, this jewelry box is a treasure box. These have value for her. And I just want us to think of our own lives as a treasure box. And what are we filling our lives with? My hope is that at West Covina Christian Church, this is a place where you are putting into your lives care for little kids or care for young, uh, young adults and teenagers, care for those that have lived longer than us and maybe in the latter parts of their lives and their lives are valuable and ought to be treasured. It is a place where we come and we teach God's Word and we worship God. And when it's a place that we come and we partner together in the ministry of evangelism and caring for the community and the poor and the lonely, it is a, it's a place where we have where people that are feeling depressed or guilty or full of shame, these are places where people can come and to receive the Word of God and to receive God's help. And my hope is that all of us in our lives, in this place, are adding those kind of treasures to our lives. And if we do that, then we are storing up for ourselves treasures in heaven. Because those type of things will last forever. Our lives are about more than having fun and being successful. Our lives are to partner with Jesus in doing the type of work that is advancing His kingdom, in loving Him and loving others and doing His will because those are the type of things that will last for all eternity. Let's pray. Father God, I just thank You for this opportunity to look at Your Word this morning. And I pray that as we have considered that question for our own lives, what is our life focus? I pray that you would penetrate our hearts. And in the course of the next couple months, I pray that we would be open together to your will for our lives. You're calling upon us to serve the church in whatever way that you would have us to serve. And God, we want to see this church just be vibrant and strong that we are carrying out your work in this community and in, in this world, but also so that we are growing in our own faith, so that we are being challenged to go outside of our comfort zones and to be able to be used by you in ways that are really significant. So God, free us from storing up treasures on, on this earth. Those things will not last and give us uh, the desire to move towards you and to store up treasures in heaven. And so, God, we just thank you for your word, and we thank you for this opportunity. May you continue to work in each of our hearts and in our church. In Jesus' name, amen.